0: Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts.
1: And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode four. We are finally tackling EV road trips on this episode. We've been hyping it a lot in our previous episodes. And uh it's kind of a, I guess you probably wouldn't call it taboo, but it's definitely like Probably the biggest downfall of EVs right now is the charging times on road trips. Um, But we're going to kind of share our experience on road trips today and uh, talk to you guys about what it's actually like driving an EV on a road trip if you haven't experienced it before. So uh, we're going to dive into a lot of different topics. I think uh, charging stations, like how you find them, how do you plan routes, uh, both just kind of share our experience on it. So Brandon, what's like your your recent uh, experiences with road trips. You probably haven't taken a lot this year, I'm guessing.
0: (laughs) No, I have not. I mean, I've been fortunate to take some, um, just not recently. Um, I, last summer uh, when we were driving between different uh, racetracks, uh, we, so to kind of set the background, um, my husband races a lot of different vehicles throughout the summer. Um, We definitely do a lot of traveling between different racetracks. And um, this past summer, I Probably drove more than 2,000 miles um, nice. to different tracks um, driving electric. Uh, the furthest one was a uh, 1,000 plus mile round trip, um, wow. race uh, trip to um, NCM Motorsports in Bowling Green, Kentucky okay. it's by the uh, Corvette factory. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all in all, it was about like a 10 hour trip with charging including. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it it was easy. I mean, there was Electrify America stations that took us all the way down there, Columbus, Cincinnati. Um, we stopped in, uh, Oh man. Um, I think it was Louisville and then, uh, down to Bowling Green where there's a station right by the racetrack.
1: Gotcha. So if you plug in like on your, on Google maps, what would that trip be like without charging stops?
0: It was about
1: seven, seven and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. So added like three hours to the trip, but also that's like a seven hour trip. So that's kind of the thing. I think, I think with shorter road trips, it's not as big a deal because you're maybe adding like 10 to 20 minutes to your road trip, but for the longer trips, it definitely could add up. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also like, it's already a long trip. So I think having (laughs) those, those stops kind of built in actually like makes the trip a lot more enjoyable. I know I've heard that from a lot of EV owners that take long road trips. It's like, usually I need to stop before the car does. Cause like I'm getting tired on the road trip. So,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I, I was about to say that it was nice kind of breaking it up because each yeah. station was about two hours apart from each other. So oh, by perfect. then I'm hungry, you know, got to yeah. get out stretch. Um, exactly. It was kind of nice getting that break.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think what people don't really realize when they are looking at EV road trips is they'll plug in like a destination on their, on their map app or whatever they use and they'll see oh it's a six-hour drive but I mean when you're actually doing the road trip I don't think people really realize like how much time they actually spend on stops I think that yeah. like you start paying attention to it more when you drive an EV because you're like oh like these stops are built in I have to stop for 20 minutes whereas in a gas car you can kind of push through that but I think I think the times are actually a lot closer than people think when you build in those stops because I know yeah. when we yeah would stop on long road trips as a kid like we were stopping for probably 20 minutes if we stopped to get something to eat or something like yeah. that so yeah. i mean yeah. it's it's not as long as you think
0: no no and and i think honestly the nice thing about it is that like when you do have to stop somewhere that you may not be familiar with is that you can like explore new areas you know while you're oh, charging, finding new yeah, restaurants um, I, I know for me whenever I plan out like a trip I always try to find like a local um restaurant or like a cafe to um, support while yeah. I'm charging
1: my vehicle. Yeah, I love um, doing that too.
0: Yeah, and then I always try to promote them in some way too.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. I wonder if I I would love to see in the future we have like instead of rest stops we have like charging stops with like a bunch yeah. of local food and stuff like with fast chargers outside of them because like yeah. that's like the perfect amount of time if you can grab like a quick meal in under 30 minutes your car's charged up you're good to go yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i know in the uk they have that um they just opened a new location called Gridserve really um, yeah there's over i think 40 charging stations and it's all powered um by solar panels and uh, wow, they have a local okay. cafe. They have a gym in there. Um, they have like a shop in there. You can buy cars there. Like
1: really, <laughs> that's <yeah>. really cool.
0: <laughs> so maybe here in the U.S., we'll see that eventually. Yeah, we
1: need we need something like that, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Alex? What are summer trips you've been on?
1: Uh, so my two main ones, um, that I've taken with my car, I honestly have not done a lot of traveling and I want to do more because I have like the ability to do so. And charging is so cheap. I don't know if we, I don't think we have that plan to talk about, but I think that's a good thing to bring up as well as, mm-hmm. uh, the cost of charging compared to gas is so much lower. Like doing a road trip in an EV is so much cheaper than what you would probably spend on gas. It's pretty incredible. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But my major trips, I have uh, my parents over in Indianapolis. Um, So I go over, drive over there to visit them a decent amount. And there is a charging stop. There's actually two now. There originally was only one, but now there are two superchargers along the way. When I first drove over there, it was like a couple days after I got my car, actually. It was pretty, pretty interesting. I got my car on a Wednesday and I drove over there on uh, that Friday. So, so that was like my kind of was thrown into road tripping, I guess. It's a it's about a 200 mile drive. My car has rated about 300 miles. So I figured, oh, I'll just charge up to 100% and just drive straight over there. So I did that. And it was in November and it was getting very cold. So I drove. I was just about to ask. Yeah. It was very cold out. Um, I was driving to see my brother's football game, it was there. It was one of their first games of the season for high school football, so I was driving over to see him. So we were kind of on a time crunch, which is why I charged up to 100%, because I'm like, we'll just drive straight there. So charged up to 100% the night before, actually, because I don't have home charging. So I was at work, charged up to 100% at work, drove home. And then on Friday, we drove straight to Indianapolis and arrived with about 50 miles of range remaining which was like pretty good given like the cold temperatures. Um, but when I arrived, the car said plug in immediately, colder temperatures could result in like not being able to drive your car. (laughs) 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 This is at the, we drove straight to the high school too. We didn't even stop at home or like there's a plug to plug in. So we stopped at the high school. I was like, well, I mean, we don't really have a choice. I'm just gonna leave my car here. It's only a couple hours. I think it'll be okay. So Luckily, it was. We stopped, watched the game. It was all good. Uh, Pretty sure they won, too, so that was good. Oh, nice. Um, And then we drove home from there and was able to plug in at my parents' house. Um, And I think that's kind of another part of road tripping is I think charging at your destination is just as important as charging along your routes.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, Because my parents don't have a charger in their garage. We just have regular wall outlets. So which is fine because I usually, when I'm there, I'm not like driving around a ton. I'm trying to spend time with them. So I plug in just in our garage on the regular wall outlet. It usually adds like 40 to 50 miles overnight, which is usually plenty if we do any driving. Yeah. Um, and then we'll charge up basically the whole time we're there, keep it plugged in and head back home. Um, what I've realized is the the trip is much more enjoyable if I, take a stop halfway through <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's much easier it's about a three-hour drive if you just drive straight through and i don't really like i think that's about the limit for me is driving three hours straight yeah so yeah yeah i i enjoy stopping halfway through there used to be only a single supercharger along the way uh just north of dayton uh and that was a version two supercharger so there's there's version two and version three that tesla just came out with they just added a v3 supercharger. Um, along that route, just over the border in Indiana. So oh, perfect. it's actually much faster to just leave with whatever charge I have, as long as I've got enough to get to that first supercharger. And yeah. then that charging stop takes about like 10 minutes. Like it's super <laughs> fast. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So we, what we do now is we'll, we'll leave Columbus. I usually need about 50 to 60% to get to the v3 supercharger so i'll we'll charge up to whatever we need to drive over there stop at the v3 supercharger i plug in i usually have to go to the bathroom anyway so i go into the (laughs) it's at a meyer parking lot so i stop there go to the bathroom by the time i get back to my car it's usually ready to go which is insane
0: (laughs) that's crazy
1: (laughs) so so we've been doing that it's a lot more enjoyable i usually need to stop to use the bathroom or grab my tea there's like a subway pretty close there um, so it's been, it's been much nicer now that we've added those charging stops in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that's one thing I've never really had a complaint about is stopping to charge. Um, I just, I always look at it as like a chance to take a break.
1: Oh yeah, um, Exactly. I,
0: I, I know for me before I started driving electric, my, uh, driving endurance was not nearly as high as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably drive like two, two and a half hours and like need to stop. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But now, um, like I said, I did that 10 hour trip in one day and besides wow. my back hurting, I was totally, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, do you feel like the expansion of the version three superchargers, do you think that that's just going to make road tripping just easier for people?
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll definitely help. Um, The thing is, too, it's interesting with fast charging. uh, Try not to get too technical, but basically the charging is much faster from like 5% to 20% than it is Mm -hmm. to from like 20% to 90%. Right. So it's actually better to arrive at chargers with a lower percentage. Mm-hmm. So the reason we were able to, t- we able to take like much faster charging stops at that Richmond supercharger is because we arrive with like between five and 10% on our battery. Okay. So we usually leave with like 60 arrive there at like five to 10% and it charges from that 5 or 10% up to like 40 in like 10 minutes which is insane that's <laughs> so, so crazy. <laughs> that's um, crazy
0: coming from a bolt owner <laughs> yeah that's unbelievable
1: <laughs> yeah so it gets it's crazy fast so i think that'll definitely help but i think people need to understand with charging stops is it's better to arrive with lower states of charge mm-hmm. like you get into those like 30 or 40 minute fast charging stops at least with a tesla Um, when you're arriving to the supercharger with like 50%, it's like at that point, like it's probably better to just keep driving till you get to another supercharger, depending on what route you're taking. So yeah, that's at least been my experience. Do you,
0: um, have you ever had like a bad experience like at a supercharger?
1: So actually we, um, before that V3 supercharger was installed, we stopped at the Dayton supercharger we were driving over to Indianapolis one time and the supercharger was full. There was, there's only eight stalls there. Four of them were not working because there was a recent power outage. And I guess like some transformer got tripped off and only four of the superchargers were up and there were probably like two or three people waiting to, to charge. So we decided to just keep driving and We drove for a little bit. It was also very cold and very windy, which is not conducive for electric car driving. (laughs) So, so we, we got into Indianapolis, or we got into Indiana. We ended up stopping probably like 20 or 30 miles outside of Indy. Um, Luckily there was a local electricity co-op that had a free charger. Um, So we stopped at that one. We had to stop for probably like 30 or 40 minutes, um, to charge up enough to even get into Indianapolis to get to a supercharger. So we stopped there luckily there was a steak and shake. I love steak and shake. So I got yeah, some, I do too. Got a burger and a shake there. Um, uh, which was fine. We obviously didn't want to take that stop, but it was, it was necessary given the trip we were on. So mm-hmm. ended up arriving in Indianapolis a little bit later than we would have liked to. That's probably been the only like bad experience I had. Um, and I think that's, that's, also, something that could cause issues is chargers being like out of service. I think that's usually the only time where it's like really can screw up your trip. Like you're pre- like gas stations are relatively reliable and you can find them just about everywhere, whereas chargers are spread pretty thin right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the nice benefit um, you know, about a lot of electric uh charging stations or car charging stations is that they're connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you know like with your tesla and like the applications we use it will show you like in real time their charging or their availability status so um you know like we we had a question um from uh, a listener who was talking about like the power outages in texas and what it took to um do like a road trip or even get out of the texas area because there was no electricity to charge um i think before you go on a road trip it's definitely always good to plan ahead and at least kind of give yourself some type of preparation um but if you can't at least in you know some stations in real time will show you if they're available or not Mm -hmm. yeah i I know for uh for me i'm always checking (laughs) if stations are open or not
1: (laughs) definitely definitely yeah 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 because you've had some experiences where the Electrify america is like just straight up not working or isn't (laughs) on right
0: Yeah, um, most of the time it has to do with the um, design of the charge port of the Bolt. Um, GM didn't reinforce it enough. So like if the cable is too heavy, it weighs down and it doesn't do like the handshake between the car Mm -hmm. and the charger to initiate charging. Um, So you almost have to like hold it up the entire time it's connecting and then you can Uh drop it, Um, which uh, some EA stations take a bit. Um, I actually had an issue one time where I was in the Youngstown area and, um, I was at a charging station at a sheets and I was approached by people, uh, asking or really demanding for money, um, because they said that their car broken, you know, was broken into. And the entire time I'm holding the charger, like, come on, connect!" <laughs> like, I just want to get back in my car. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's like a rare instance that that would happen. Um, I've actually I've never had anything like that happen to me ever again. And besides, like it was in the daylight, there was people around. If I needed help, I'm sure I yeah. could have got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think that that uh, leads to another thing that, like, if you are planning a road trip it should be you should at least have an idea of what's around the charger mm-hmm. um like if it's in uh for safety reasons like a well-lit area um yeah. if there's a place for you to go and you know use the restroom so you're not just sitting in your car you know like you can be in a well-lit area definitely something like that
1: kind of yeah goes i back think to planning is is very important what's like your your planning process if you are going on a longer road trip Um,
0: so I always look at apps like, uh, PlugShare or Chargeway, um, especially Chargeway since they have the route planning feature. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, putting a different like address just to see what kind of charging stations, if I need a membership for that charger, um, you know, what kind of, um, like uh, restaurants or places for me to like, kind of take a break are you know, around there stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. um, But I typically take like a few days uh, before I go on a road trip. Um, I'm always like my dream road trip is to drive across the country. So I'm Mm -hmm. always figuring out routes, (laughs) (laughs) things to entertain me along the way. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah. It's it's so much different with like non-Tesla EVs because like Mm -hmm. the supercharger network is like pretty built out. It's very easy to use. And unless you're going to like rural areas, like you can pretty much just use that network. Yeah. um so that's pretty much what i do i'll either um i use a better route planner probably the most because there's a lot of different things you can choose in there um about like how much cargo you have like the weight of it like how many passengers yeah. you have what what's your leaving state of charge what state of charge do you want to arrive with like it's very wow. for like a data and like engineering nerd like me it's good having all those numbers <laughs> to mess with um yeah. but I feel also like, I like, would like that yeah it's, it's pretty neat um but the thing is, like, you can plan as much as you want, like, until you actually go out there and, like, take the trip. It's hard to know exactly what to expect. Um, exactly. And I guess it's, I don't want to speak for, like, everybody, but I think a lot of people take, like, pretty similar road trips every year, unless you're, like, a straight up, like, you are a road tripper and constantly going, like, <laughs> random places across the country. Like, your road trips are pretty consistent. You're driving, to like, a state away to see family or another state away to see friends. Like, it's kind of, like, you're kind of used to, like, the trips you take. Yeah. Um, So I think once you kind of have taken a trip once and have experience with the charging, like it's, it's much easier after that, like case in point with my, with my like trips to Indianapolis, like that's, that's a trip I don't even like plan anymore. I just like get (laughs) in the car and drive. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like once you become comfortable with it, you can just go. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Now, um, Alex, do you have a dream road trip that like you've always wanted to take your Tesla on?
1: I would love to drive out West and go to like all the national parks out there. I think that would be so much fun. Um, I don't know if it would be best to do in my model three though. Cause it's doesn't have like a ton of space in it. Like no. I think it would be awesome to like have like a cyber truck and like camp in it and then also be <laughs> yeah. driving it the whole time. I think that'd yeah. be awesome.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I've been checking like almost daily to see how the network has been expanding. Um, I would love to drive to Alaska uh, wow. and like go all the way out to like California, then just go like straight up through Canada to Alaska. Are there and any
1: routes that way right now?
0: Yeah, there, there is. Um, and they're putting fast chargers up. Um, I forget which province it is like right by Alaska. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I think it's British Columbia. I might, I might be wrong.
1: <laughs> I think that's on um, the other side. Actually, about I think probably, British Columbia is on the east side. It, it
0: probably is. Um, but there's like they're putting in like the um uh stations that you would like find at like a Chevy dealership that like charges your car to like 25 kilowatts to 50 kilowatts. Oh, um, okay. but there's like there's a gap between the one fast charger and then the first fast charger in Alaska. Okay, and it's probably like a 200 to 300 mile gap right now. Yeah, so close, <laughs> but um. That's a dream of mine is whenever I pick up my um, cyber truck is to, to camp in it, like you said, and just
1: drive Definitely. all the way to Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just, I just looked it up. British Columbia is on the West side. You're right. I oh, <laughs> I know my geography. <laughs> That's a first. Yeah. I do not know Canada very well. I don't know all the provinces. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, that <laughs> I'm just proud of myself for knowing that. <laughs> well that sounds like that could be a fun road trip maybe if we both get cyber trucks we can uh, do there that together
1: go. yeah our <laughs> own version of video. Uh, what was that tv show the long way up where they like take a ribian and like a uh, oh in, like a zero motorcycle and like road trip with it
0: uh actually it was a harley it was a, was it a harley the, okay yeah the live wire gotcha. um from the bottom of south america all the way to los angeles so i think it was like a thirteen thousand mile trip jeez yeah that's yeah. pretty cool yeah, I have watched that, own yet, but I, of that Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I could buy... I could go for a Rippian. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. So, um, Alex, out of, like, the road trips that you've taken so far, what are some of your favorite things about it?
1: My favorite things about it, I think... The fact that I'm not filling up with gas the whole time. (laughs) Like I, I very much dislike stopping at gas stations. I think I've realized that like now owning an EV and like the few times I've had to pump gas since owning an EV is just how like, I don't like it. (laughs) Like plugging in is so much, so much easier for me. Um, And I do like taking those extra stops. So I think that's probably my favorite part is like, the tech aspect of like, all right, I got to charge up my car. Like that sounds really cool (laughs) versus like filling up my tank. Yeah. Um, But honestly, like I I have this weird, like guilt too, when I like drive a gas car that I'm literally like pumping CO2 directly into the atmosphere, like even just like the local atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Um, So like driving an EV, like kind of that peace of mind that I'm not like constantly polluting the areas around me is pretty cool too.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I kind of always get this feeling when I'm driving, like, oh, I'm not polluting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a nice feeling.
1: <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I don't feel as guilty, but also like on the, on the practical side, I do enjoy taking those stops. Like I feel like previously on road trips, I would constantly be like waiting to stop because but I wouldn't stop because like, I didn't need to fill up my tank. Now, like I do need to charge my battery. So like I have kind of an excuse to stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, you know, I think about that from time to time, like all the road trips I've been on, um, especially like when I was younger, like how many cool things did I miss? Because we just stopped for five minutes.
1: Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. Like how many things could, you know, like places I've could have explored or people Mm -hmm. I could have met, like, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: you did you actually did bring up a good point about um not stopping at gas stations um the most of the stations i've stopped at are a gas station
1: <laughs> <Really? laughs>
0: yeah actually c- come to think of it um most uh most of the ea stations going to um like west virginia are at sheets okay um actually it's a all nice gas them. station though
1: yeah, yeah, good, yeah at least it's a nice sheets yeah yeah and
0: they have vegan hamburgers i can get while i'm there you go. Uh, charging. <laughs>
1: Yeah. The the other thing I really like is autopilot. I don't think we've, we've even really brought that up on this podcast yet, but driving on autopilot on a road trip is like a dream. Like Mm -hmm. road trips used to be so stressful for a lot of different reasons because you're constantly like worried about people hitting you and like just trying to rush to get to your destination. But like the fact that I can relax so much more in the car is so nice. Like I can put it on autopilot um, set my speed. I've got enhanced autopilot now too. So like it can do lane changes for me, yeah. which is amazing. That's <laughs> <So> awesome. <laughs> I basically set that on and I'm good to go for hours. Honestly, like I, there's very few times that I actually have to take it off autopilot. Um, and it's usually when I'm taking a stop or like taking an exit, that's like the, the few times I do have to take it off.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I have not used, um, except for when I was riding with you that one time, the auto lane change, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I mean, insane. I, I have a lot of experience with like the first generation autopilot. Um, mm-hmm. and even then when it was just like a single, you know, camera, uh, portion of like the, um, field, yeah. it was fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's come a long way. It was funny when I was home, actually, I, I always have to drive on the first road I ever used autopilot on. So it's funny when I go home to Indianapolis, I always have to drive on the first road I ever used autopilot on to get home. Like that's the route I take. Um, and I remember when I first used autopilot, one of my dad's work friends had like picked up a used Model S and he brought it over like for us to check out. He's like, do you want to drive it? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this was in like 2015, I think. So like, okay. Four years before I got my car. Yeah. Um, and we got to drive it. He's like, okay, put it on autopilot. So I like clicked it on and I remember it being very good when the lanes were okay But then as soon as a turn lane came up, like a little like side turn lane, it immediately like veered into that turn lane and it didn't like stay driving straight. But now I put Autopilot on on that same road driving home and it is like smooth as butter. Like like it's improved so much. It's crazy like that it's gotten that good in such a short amount of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's almost like a tradition for you now, you know, exactly. like you used yeah. autopilot for the first time <laughs> and now you got to use it every time. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. That's great. Yeah. I, um, I remember the first time I used autopilot, uh, the correct way. Um, I think we could do a whole <laughs> episode on autopilot cause I have a funny story about using it the first time. Um, but I was on a on a uh, business trip coming back from northern Michigan, and it was um, snowing. And uh, the, a lot of the lanes were, you know, kind of blocked. And the car still did really well. Um, wow. And that was back in 2016. Um, wow. So I can imagine it's just gotten better.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. That's like... One of the reasons I wanted to get that car was the the charging infrastructure is huge. Like, I think that's that's definitely an understated part of driving an EV. Like, there's definitely nothing wrong with going in non-Tesla EV, especially as the networks have gotten so good. But like, mm-hmm. even just a year ago, like I was looking at like how easy the supercharger network is to use. Um, and then plus the... Plus the autopilot. Like it was pretty much a no brainer to go with a Tesla.
0: I, um, I have been curious about, uh, GM super cruise. Um, I know that you can really only use it on, I think like what, 200,000 plus miles of like regulated highways. That is a Um,
1: heated debate right now between Tesla (laughs) owners and GM. It's kind of uh, funny
0: yes i have seen it on twitter
1: <laughs> i don't know I if have. you saw but uh doug de just came out with a video where he's like gm Super Cruise is way better than autopilot i haven't yeah. watched it yet but like just the response from tesla owners has been kind of funny because people get oh, triggered yeah. so yeah. easily if like people say autopilot isn't the yeah. best thing ever <laughs> Well, you know, we were so
0: like uh, GM just announced the Bolt EUV and how that's Mm -hmm. going to be like the first Chevy product with Super Cruise. Um, We were looking at the map and, um, you know, we love Key West. Like we want to go back to Key West, but we love to drive down there. And the highway from Miami to Key West is not even part of Super Cruise. at all and it's it's like literally a two-lane highway and most of the time you're on bridges and so I I don't really I don't know (laughs) I don't really understand why um I'm sure that like the map will expand um but I'm not exactly sure why yeah uh, they did that yeah
1: we'll Um, see it it looks interesting
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it does I you know I would love to experience it um, but from what I used with autopilot, I can tell that's a, a better system. Yeah, <laughs> for now at least.
1: So another thing to keep in mind when you are on road trips is, at least with a Tesla, it's pretty easy. Like you can use superchargers almost exclusively, but there are other options out there for fast charging. Um, I know with my car, I don't even have one, but you can buy a Chadmo to Tesla adapter, so you can use mm-hmm. Chadmo stations. Um, So that is another option. If you are going to more rural areas, I know some people will have that charger adapter with them so that they have more options uh, when it comes to charging. Um, And there's not an official CCS adapter uh, for Tesla yet, but I know you can buy one and get it imported. Um, But I don't think it's like, official tesla yet but i hope i hope there's one coming <laughs> <laughs> well i do know tesla does have an official ccs um
0: actually one of our listeners uh informed us of that um i think after our first episode um, oh it's it,
1: like but it's not sold in the u.s it's only not in like, yet
0: yeah it's uh south korea and europe right now okay yeah. I'm sure it will make its way over here. Um, I know yeah. a lot of Tesla drivers want it.
1: Yeah. So it's it's interesting over in Europe because they passed some law that required all EVs to have the same charging port. So they pretty mm-hmm. much adopted the CCS plug as their official charging port. So like any European Teslas have the CCS port and a Tesla port, I think. I think they have both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is pretty pretty nice. So I'd, I'd definitely like, us to, like to see us move that direction uh, in the US. But um, the other thing is uh, non-Tesla EVs in the US cannot use supercharging stations, no. which kind of like eliminates a lot of charging options for you, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, like there are adapters that go from like the Tesla port or plug to the J1772 or like the, the standard EV plug, mm-hmm. um, but cannot use supercharging. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, but I could use Tesla destination chargers if I had that adapter.
1: <laughs> You're right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So your options are just CCS. Do you even have? Is there a way to do Chadmo on the Bolt? Uh, there, I'm sure there's an adapter out
0: there, but I don't know of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would prefer to use CCS to be honest, because most of the stations I go to, there's only one Chadmo adapter or uh, plug. And, oh, okay. um, and that's only because by law, those locations have to have at least one. I, I know for me, I definitely agree with you. I wish that there was some type of standardization, um, regarding like plugs, at least here in America. Um, but I think Tesla is too far down the road where I think without an adapter, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah. just because like they've already produced so many vehicles with their standard,
1: I know. Um, but the
0: Nice thing is that there are adapters.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with all that. I think I think the CCS. I think we'll get to a point where like the chargers will have both options. I know like a lot of charging stations are like, all right, we have a Tesla adapter and we have mm-hmm. a CCS adapter and we have a Chad mode adapter. Like they're just almost like at a fuel pump where you've got like different different handles exactly. for the different uh, <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah for the yeah. different types of gas you need. Like it'll be similar to that. Um, yeah, and even Electrify America, I think said that they're gonna start adding uh, or no, was it EVGo? I think it's uh, EVgo, EVGo, yeah, that just said they're gonna start adding Tesla plugs on their charging stations, which is awesome. So then you yeah. don't need an adapter.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be much easier for Tesla drivers. Oh my gosh, to use yeah. <laughs> like I'm
1: that's the one thing is, that has like kept me away from using non-Tesla stations, is like I need an adapter and it usually costs a few hundred bucks at least to yeah. get yeah. And it's just not not worth it when there's so many superchargers. Yeah. So I'll definitely you, start start looking at other stations.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, have you used the um Chadmo adapter? Like, have you seen one before?
1: Yeah. Um there. Craig Hart, you know him. He was yeah. at like an EV event. Um, and he was charging his car there on a Chadmo with it. And then I got to use it on my car because I was getting low on charge. Um, but it's I mean it's pretty easy i mean it's just like any other adapter you just put it on and plug it into your car yeah Um, it's just really expensive and it's got to be so big because i think there's some some electrical stuff they have to do like on the inside that can't fit into a tiny little adapter
0: yeah yeah i'm sure of it yeah i've used one um driving with a model x up to um michigan at uh mm. nissan's um i don't think it's their headquarters but they have like a design studio up there and uh they have a fast charger right at the front <laughs> mm, so i okay. i stole their Chatmo. <laughs> yeah but but that thing took up almost half of my uh trunk space
1: <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's not small <laughs> it's not small um the other thing i want to touch on before we wrap up here um i touched on a little bit but the Charging at your destination. I think that is like uber important on road trips. I think it kind of goes understated a lot. Um, One thing, one trip, another trip I did was actually to my college for like an alumni weekend. Uh, I went to school at Ohio Northern, which is like in the middle of nowhere. But fortunately we've actually got, we've transitioned to a lot of like renewable stuff at ONU. That's part of the reason I actually went there. We've got three windmills that help power campus. And we just built like this, this giant solar field there. That's help Power campus. It's really cool. Wow. Um, And that was like part of the driving factor to, to get me to go there. Um, They used to have only a single charging, uh, charging point on campus right behind the pharmacy building they've since expanded to add four more chargers um, and the hotel on campus also has a charger so oh, since they've added all those I've like been able to go up there and charge my car while I'm up there which is pretty cool so anytime I travel up there it's not a long trip it's like it's probably about an hour now um, mm-hmm. out or less and I'm able to plug in at the at the hotel there, which is pretty cool. They've got like a charging spot out there with a with a spot for EVs. Um, can plug in there overnight and it's free. It's awesome. So I think that's another point to remember if you are planning a road trip with an EV, is look mm-hmm. at like the places you go to, the places you normally stay, and make sure there's a a place for you to charge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that is actually a, a point that I wanted to bring up too. A lot of hotels are starting to install charging stations. Yes. Um, I've I'm seen so a lot of like it. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. A lot of Marriott's, uh, Hilton's. Um, I know, obviously, luxury places like the Ritz <laughs> have Tesla <tussle> chargers. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's definitely uh, a nice perk mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And one, actually, one thing I wanted to bring up too: all those racetracks that I went to last summer had uh, charging stations. That's uh, cool. for me to plug into.
1: Is that because they have a lot of people like racing or driving their evs on the courses or correct yeah wow especially cool.
0: like the tesla performance vehicles yeah um, there's like uh like a lot of clipper creek level two chargers okay um there was one at uh summit point motorsports park in west virginia um that they had uh 12 charging stations uh wow. they had six six tesla stations and six clipper creeks that's cool yeah yeah that's really so cool. It was kind of nice to wake up to a full charge. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do they have like gas pumps at those places too? They
0: they do. Um, and the the funny thing is that most of the EV chargers are free and obviously you have to pay for gas. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you probably waste a ton of gas and electricity if you're like hammering it on the race course. So yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, And plus the gas is race spec, um, fuel. So it's even more expensive
1: interesting is that like special chemically different than normal gas
0: i think so um i think it was like 100 um i don't even remember it's been so long since i pumped gas i don't know what the (laughs) what that's called um i almost said 100 proof i know it's not alcohol Um, like octane
1: or something octane yeah Yeah.
0: something like that yeah i don't even know (laughs) gas isn't part of my mindset
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of nice to get away from, but then people talk about it and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No
0: clue. (laughs) Um, So I noticed at the beginning of this episode that I got a little tripped up while I was speaking.
1: That's actually a good one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I try.
1: (laughs) Because trips like electricity trips. I got you. Oh, I was thinking like a road trip. Well, that too. That's what I mean. It's like a double, it's a double pun. Exactly.
0: Pat myself on the back for that one. (laughs) Um, So that's going to be it for today's episode of Living Electric. Uh, If you guys have any comments or questions, or if you have any um, ideas that you want to talk with us about, definitely let us know on social media, Um, especially road trips. Let us know some road trips that you've been on. We'd love to hear about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Talk to you guys in the next episode.